This episode of Stories of an Extraordinary Industry is brought to you by Densdeck Roof Boards. To learn more, go to densdeck.com slash stop callbacks. Welcome to Stories of an Extraordinary Industry podcast, a production of NRCA, the National Roofing Contractors Association. I am your host, Jared Ribble. Our goal is you would be proud of the great things being done in the roofing industry, and you might learn something through our journey together. A warm welcome to our first-time listeners. I know you will find listening to this episode time well spent. Please share it with someone you know needs to hear it as well. If you enjoy Roofing Industry Podcasts, make sure to check out Roofing Road Trips with Heidi Ellsworth from Roofers Coffee Shop. She and her guests are always sharing the latest news and information from the roofing industry. Where do great things come from? That is a broad question, nebulous too. Where do great ideas come from, great products? How do people become great? In this episode, I am going to try to quantify how greatness can be produced by following a thread of stories which came from Chicago. Starting with the episode titled Two Simple Words, the story of Rod Petrick, we uncovered how the Chicago roofing industry is competitive but friendly. Pulling the thread further, we discovered a Chicago roofing company that has been in existence for 175 years the M.W. Powell Company, likely being the oldest roofing company still in existence in the U.S. The founder of this company, Moses Powell, started roofing Chicago buildings in 1847, only to see his work destroyed by fire. We heard his story in the previous episode. Working on the M.W. Powell story, we heard from Bill McHugh, executive director for the Chicago Roofing Contractors Association he made this interesting statement. There's some pretty good magic that's been taking place, and that's taken place over generations. Bill used the word magic to describe the city of Chicago's roofing contractors. Bill, I don't know if it's magic, but I will say it is great. Using the Chicago Roofing Contractors Association as our guide for this episode, we will try to uncover how greatness is fostered. My hope is you, as the listener, can infuse some of what you hear into your life, company, and community to move towards sustained greatness. Let's turn back to Bill McHugh and the Chicago Fire. The Great Chicago Fire of 1871, which took a, almost a third of the buildings in the city from the south side almost to the uh, into the central business district. It was a massive fire because of a lot of combustible materials used. Just about everything was wood. Matter of fact, the sidewalks were made from wood. Uh, the roofs were wood shakes, and there was combustible material everywhere. The wind was whipping, blowing burning debris high into the air, landing on roofs of adjacent buildings, spreading the fire throughout the city. The people of Chicago had lost their homes and businesses. They needed to rebuild, and quickly. The World's Fair was coming to Chicago in just a few years, and the city needed to show off to the world Chicago is a city of innovation and progress. 
And as the city leaders thought about rebuilding the city, they thought, well, let's start using some of the new technologies available and think about high-rise buildings and not just single-story or low-rise buildings. The limitations for the height of buildings were starting to come off. And the high-rise building, one of the birthplaces of it, is Chicago. With this incredible push for growth, there was a problem. The fly-by-nighters that showed up in the marketplace to try to make lots of money and leave with people's money and not do a good roof. There were warranties thrown around that weren't worth the paper they were printed on from the contractors. In 1883, he recognized issues with poor workmanship, poor business practices, just, just shoddy work in the industry. That's Tony Roque, president of M.W. Powell Company, telling us about the founder of his company, Moses Powell. In fact, somebody was out there putting on roofs as M.W. Powell Company, and he was getting the complaints. So he started getting other like-minded contractors who had a better sense of business and professionalism. They started meeting informally in his office in 1883. The consumer was being taken advantage of, and Moses Powell stepped up and said, no more. That's powerful, but there's more here. Rewind the tape. So he started getting other like-minded contractors who had a better sense of business and professionalism. They started meeting formally in his office. By 1883, Moses Powell had been roofing for more than 30 years, an expert for sure. Yet he recognized there were others in Chicago doing business at a high level as well. In a great act of humility, he brought to his office his competitors to help solve the problem plaguing their local industry. Moses Powell was not only acting with great humility, but also with great wisdom. This group of contractors formed the Amalgamated Gravel Roofers Association, which then became the Chicago Roofing Contractors Association. That's one of the reasons the association was founded. And the Chicago Roofing Contractors Association had its code of ethics and decided our contractors are going to be people you can trust. that are going to be here for a long period of time, take care of the customer, take care of the roof. With the best and brightest roofers now working together, architects had an incredibly rich resource of brain power to draw upon for their new high-rise buildings being designed. Having just experienced a city-crippling fire, the roofs, of course, needed to be fireproof. The roots are way back in in high-rise buildings, starting in the city of Chicago. How do we top these things? The Chicago Roofing Contractors Association worked with the design teams to come up with the concept in that late 1800s to put a top on those buildings because they weren't sure they wanted to do steep slope combustible roofing anymore. How do we do a low slope roof? The low slope roof that the inventors through CRCA and others, uh, you know, M.W. Powell, Moses W. Powell, and others in the Chicago area at the time came up with this idea of using asphalt on a low slope roof, and then maybe we'll put some reinforcing in it of fabric, of newspapers, of whatever we can find. And you know, eventually that evolved into what we know today, some of the felts that uh, have gone through the years, organic to asbestos, to fiberglass, to the new synthetics that are out there. Then they thought, well, gee, how do we protect against fire? Well. Goodness, I think rock is non-combustible. Well, let's put rock on top of that built-up roof. And they, they came together and found ways to 
invent materials and processes to have a low slope roof. Let's pause for a moment and ponder that original question. Where does greatness come from? So far, this story has pointed to two possibilities. First, greatness comes from enduring through tragedy. A diamond is not created without extraordinary pressure. Second, greatness comes from a collection of people combining their resources and brain power, all pulling in the same direction. Greatness is not created in a vacuum by one person. But the leadership from generation to generation has felt the same relationship to each other, if you will, the contractors one to another. You know, they ganged together, pooled resources to rebuild the city in 1871 after the great Chicago fire. You know, the CRCA has been an amazing organization since its inception. Think about it. M.W. Powell, who helped found the CRCA, was the first president of the NRCA. And I think that really set everything in motion. Consider this, that each one of the contractors that are on committees or at the leadership level are competitors. And every day they compete head on, but they know that if they lose a project, there'll be another one. They'll get the next job maybe, they might not get the next job, but there'll be another one. And they understand that and they just, okay, fine, you won that one, I'm moving on. There's, there's an amazing competitive attitude, but it's a friendly competition. And when I say friendly competition, I don't mean collusion. What I mean is we're gonna compete like crazy when we're on the project sites, when we're going after projects, when we're going after customers. But when everything's all done and we're at the association and we're having a refreshment of some kind, I'm gonna ask you, how's your family? How's your kids? How's your parents? Because they know each other's parents due to attending all the association meetings. And I think that's part of the magic of CRCA that might not exist in other parts of the country. Certainly competition's important, but you really have to remember that once you're done competing, you're done competing. Then it becomes, we're in the same industry. We all have some of the similar problems. How do we address common problems from the industry that can help our joint customer get a better product at the end of the day? And, and us, all of us have a better operation without colluding. You know? So th there's some pretty good magic that's been taking place and that's taken place over generations. A lot of the, the companies here have roots that go back, you know, a hundred years or more. Uh, and the newer companies, while they might be newer, they might've spawned off some from some of those older companies and have the same culture built into them that they want to bring forward. Those relationships are just unbelievably important. And I, I'd say that's part of the magic of the association, being able to put aside the competitive nature, come together to make the industry better and um, you know, find a way to have conversations about our industry with every bit of the industry at our trade show, at our events, and all together at the committees. Bill McHugh uses that word magical three times to describe Chicago roofing contractors. I suggest it is not so much magic as it is greatness, forged by enduring tragedy, humbly pooling resources, and competing together that makes Chicago roofing contractors special. How does an organization sustain greatness? We will get to that answer and more, but first. This episode of NRCA's podcast is brought to you by Densdeck Roof Boards. 
Your job from six months ago is calling, and it's probably not to say thank you. Remember when they said a cover board didn't matter? That's because building owners don't always think about the battering their rooftops may take over a lifetime. Dens Deck roof boards help protect against routine foot traffic, future installs like solar panels or HVAC, catastrophic weather events, and fire. Make sure Dens Deck roof board doesn't get value engineered out of your next job. You'll strengthen your rooftops and your client relationships. Visit densdeck.com slash stop callbacks for more information. Chicago roofing contractors are innovative, competitive, friendly. After the Great Chicago Fire, they banded together as the Chicago Roofing Contractors Association and helped invent low-slope roofing techniques for the new high-rise buildings going up all over the city. And they snuffed out the unethical contractors taking advantage of customers. They achieved greatness by working together. How does the Chicago Roofing Contractors Association sustain their success? By leaning into two people groups that are far too often pushed to the edges of the room. Here again is Bill McHugh to explain. And what's really cool is the recognition of diversity that the CRCA had. They hired a woman as their executive director in a construction contracting association in 1978, when this was not happening at all. The Keating Company, Patty Keating, who we took over from, who managed the association until well into her 80s. Many women went up to Patty as the years went by and said, if you weren't there at CRCA, I wouldn't be here. So, you know, big handoff to the leadership there. We started the emerging leaders when I was the president that brought in the younger people, these 30-somethings. That's George Patterson, a past president of the CRCA. If you would have went to a board meeting when I first came on the board and when I first uh, became president, they look like you and I. Now we have 30-somethings on the board and quite a few of them. We have seminars at the CRCA trade show for both the women in roofing and the emerging leaders, and they, they bring in speakers to speak for three or four hours about different things. And then we have a little cocktail hour afterwards, and we have a mentor-menteeship in the emerging leaders where some of us older people are, are brought in to discuss things with some of the younger people just to show them the ropes. That has made that boardroom now, the average age has come down. What's interesting is, you know, if you look at the population, the generations, if you will, there's all kinds of seminars on the boomers, the Generation X, the millennials, the Zs, and all that kind of stuff. What's nice to see is that the CRCA has a good representation of all of the above. Our parents' generation's basically on, gone. I mean, they're, they're not involved at all. We might see a couple of them at the meetings, at a conference, or at the, the trade show, but it's basically there to say hi, which is really cool. The boomers are still in it, many of them. Some are starting to retire, but they've passed on the baton to the people in between in their 50s. And what's really cool is that the millennials are showing up in large numbers. There's a lot of them. And what's cool is that they're showing up in, at the right time. Many, many people say that, why don't we have a lot of really young people in association work? And it's usually because they're trying to establish themselves in their career first before 
the company allows them to get involved in the association. They're, they're forming, am I going to stay in this career? Am I going to stay in this industry? And once they say, yep, I'm in, sometimes that's late 20s, early 30s, unless a family business and they're in, in their early 20s. But generally, it's into their 30s, into their late 30s. And I got to tell you, we're seeing a lot of them. We're seeing a lot of great talent in all the generations, the boomers, the 50s, down in the 40s and 30s. And I got to tell you, they're bringing some really cool ideas, helping add to what's already great here and given their own mix. They've already flipped upside down our trade show, for instance. Uh, the CRCA trade show used to have everybody in the same booth, basically, for the last, I don't know, 20 years or so, maybe a little movement. And one of our young people came in and said, guess what? It's going to be a random number generator for people to get their booth next year. Nobody's going to be in the same place. Can you imagine what the exhibitor said? It was, what? you got to be kidding me. The, the purpose was to try to get people to walk to different places they've never been before. Because people would come into the trade show, go to the same place where their friends were, and that's all they go. They go and leave. <laughs> so what it did is kind of mixed up the trade show, gave it a very fresh look and a very fresh feel. Just one of the changes that... Uh, that the young crowd brought in, which is really cool. Our emerging leaders group, quite active. Our women in roofing group, quite active with a lot of young people. So I'm really bullish, frankly, on the future of our industry because of the talent that's coming in behind us to do some really cool things, I think. And what's nice is that they're asking questions, crazy. How come you guys did this? Why'd you do that? And they wanna know why and go, okay, we'll adjust a little bit, but I get where you're going, let's just keep it and fly forward with some changes, of course, that they're going to put their mark on, which is really cool. But let's fly. And it's just awesome to see. And that was one of the things is now we brought in two groups of people that the roofing industry didn't have a lot of, younger people and females. Bill McHugh and George Patterson just laid before us two ways your organization can sustain greatness. Did you catch it? Maintain gender and generational diversity and mentor the next generation, but allow them the space to innovate. For the CRCA, however, diversity goes beyond just age and gender. Yeah, the CRCA in the late 70s actually made a move to go from a union-only organization to both union and non-union signatory contractors. Uh, and it was a conscious move made at the time and a good one, I think. Uh, at first, there were hardly any non-union contractors. Now we're 50-50, 50% union signatory, 50% non-union contractors. And at the membership meetings, they, they come together for the good of the industry, just like it happened in the 70s and early 80s. Always impressed with uh, all of the roofing contractors that are part of the CRCA. Has been working for decades. We have the same common goal. We want to roof buildings and put roofs on correctly. Now you're going to have certain people that are so pro-union and you got people that are, you know, so pro-non-union and somewhere in the middle is where everybody hopes to be. It's more the fact probably of survival. We need each other to survive. Chicago roofing contractors do more than survive. They thrive. And through the past two episodes, I believe we have learned why. 
they endured tragedy and created a culture of helping each other, which has been passed down through the generations. And they maintain diversity, which helps sustain them. The results over the years are quite extraordinary. It's a pretty amazing story when you think about it, the development of our industry, low slope, built up roofs, to you know, think about it into the 70s and 80s, into single ply roofing, modified bitumens, you know, now TPOs, PVCs, reinforced PVCs. There's there's quite an amazing history, uh, and the association leaders have been involved with it all the way through. To all the roofers who make up the Chicago Roofing Contractors Association, thank you for being extraordinary roofers. Thank you, Bill McHugh, George Patterson, and Tony Roke for helping tell this story. As we close this episode, it is important to remember that greatness was generated by one man's act of humility. Moses Powell, we remember you. Your legacy lives on. Folks, we could not produce this episode without the help of our sponsor, Densdeck. Go to densdeck.com slash stop callbacks to learn all about how Densdeck roof boards help protect against routine foot traffic, future installs, catastrophic weather events, and fire. If you found value in this episode, make sure you share it with someone you know needs to hear it and give it a rating in whatever podcast platform you are listening. This episode was produced by Alex Wart for the National Roofing Contractors Association. I am your host, Jared Ribble, signing off. Be well, be safe, and be proud of this great industry.